Welcome to the Norm Park Podcast. How you guys doing, man? Episode 100. Oh. Yo, I didn't even think I would be with you guys. These guys came with button-up shirts. I feel underdressed for this episode. And it's episode 100. That's why I came like that, dog. To be celebratory, baby. HR didn't give us the heads up. (laughs) I was waiting for an email from HR. I never got it. (laughs) We said, can we do like filters and have balloons going up? No, that'd no. be corny. That's corny? Yeah, that's, name, too corny. Name. Yeah, that's too corny. <laughs> Yo, you think there's anybody that has seen all 100 episodes? Well, I think somebody's well, listened season, to every yeah. episode. I think somebody's listen, listened to it, but not seen. But not watched. Our first season was all audio. but That's cool. Feels We've a been a hundred times. Feels a little wow. anticlimactic. Right. <laughs> Why? Why do you think yeah, so? Some bow ties, some... Pressed, for what? Some pressed white shirts. For what? For the two hundred? For the two hundred views? <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'm for gonna, the two hundred viewers. Nah, if we was getting Show two million views, probably. Two. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> he, he need them numbers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. He need them I do respect Yo. the numbers when it comes to when it comes to yeah. I do respect. And if it was one B. Yo, he left the, the one faithful for the one. Yeah, yo, word up. You know, honestly, Mike only needs the 99 for the, the million. Son. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I missed it. What happened? I missed it. What happened? Go ahead, man. Go ahead. No, you know, honestly, I don't think I don't think people listen all the way through. They a lot of the numbers be click and they be like, yo, these guys talking the Bible again. <laughs> Why they not talking about what's popping? <laughs> Were they still reading the word? Yo, man. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't finished the, the Bible yet. They ain't finished the Bible yet. They still talking about the Bible. I like them, but these guys always talking. Years. Yeah, they always talking about the Bible, man. Come on, man. No, no, I've come to the conclusion like this is an actual acquired taste. Like this format and how mm-hmm. we're going through it. Like you really have to have this thing for the word of God. Yeah. Because it's not, you know, it's different. And I get it. I mean, what, and we're used to it. What's like, different about it? Um, topical could kind of make it more relatable to what's going on currently. You know so what you mean the verse by verse that we just no, not, that's different than what I think used to. I think yeah, and and this format as a podcast, mm. I don't know if I could be <laughs> wrong, but I just don't know if that's typical. Now, do you think it's because we got saved in a church that was a verse by verse, and that's why um, we have this acquired taste for it that we wanted? Yeah, I think the way we were discipled is uh, like the reason why. That's how, and it's a book. That's how you go through books. Yeah, I was gonna say like <laughs> that's how you read books. Yeah, I don't think it's because the way we was discipled. I mean, we looked for it. Yeah, we could have we could have easily went somewhere where it's all topical. Right. We could have got here and be like, "That's how y'all go through it." I don't want that. Right. Why are you not telling me to feel good? And um, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So, I, like you like Marcus was saying, I think it's in the quiet. Like you gotta like, yeah. I think it's love a love for the word of God where you want every jot, every tittle. Right. Because I don't know if most churches are. Verse by verse. No. No, no not I at all. No. So that would, would you agree that that's a minority of churches? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We were part of that minority and we got discipled in that way where, you know, most people is like, this is what's happening. So let's talk about this and it's topics. But, but this is, yeah, go ahead. 
coming from someone who grew was raised in the church that was topical and I've been visiting different churches once you get a taste of this and like you said every jot every tittle every word you can't go back right. to the topical you you this is like the meat you know what I mean like going through every verse chopping it down it draws you closer to God than just hearing the good topicals everybody always picks the the famous you know verses in the Bible and they want to do topicals on that but we don't skip nothing and everything is just so beautiful like the yeah. word of God is so amazing yeah I'm the, the thing is like when you look at all the greatest pe preachers right you look at Charles Spurgeon preacher of the preachers you look at D.L. Moody you look at Tozer um a lot of these guys they taught topically you know um and the thing is is that I think it's it's okay, right? Because back then, though, I think it worked back then because back then people were actually biblically literate. Yeah. Because Bibles were taught at home. Parents were right. like, yo, this is how you learn how to read. Like in schools, when public school first was initiated, at the commencement, it was, we're going to teach them how to read and they're going to read through the Bible. And this is how they learn grammar. This is how they learn textual criticism. This is what they learn. Everything was framed around the Bible. So... When they walked into church and they say, oh, we're going to talk about Elisha and Elijah. They know the story already. They've been through the Bible. You know, when we talk about David Goliath, when we talk about, yo, um, Zacchaeus in the tree. Like, yo, we know Zacchaeus. He was the short dude. You know, so it was understood so they could come in and they could glean, you know, the application because they already understand the context right. and the base, you know, the foundation. So they could go home and like, yo, that was a great message. But now you're dealing with people that are biblically illiterate. That don't know anything about the word of God. And then you come in and you start throwing topical topics at them. Yeah. You know, Zacchaeus like, who, who, who's that? That sounds like a disease. You know what I'm saying? So, and then you throw, you just throw application at them. They don't know the context. Right. You know, they don't know the, who, who's the audience, who's speaking. So now it becomes very confusing. And then that's why you have these Christians that look very, you know, kind of flimsy because they have not received the whole counsel of God. Don't have biblical literacy. So that's why I think topicals are so, it's mal, it's, I think it's malnourished unless the mm. person is being, is like consistent in their own. Yeah. You know, they love the word and they go home and they read it so they could go to a church that's topical and they'll be perfectly fine. Right. So, I, you know, that's kind of like my take on it. No, that's a, that's a good point. I think, yeah. I like how you said malnourished, right? Being fed from the word. You need um, all of it. You need all the nutrition. You can't just have... You know, right. they want the just junk, carbs. They want the junk food. Cotton candy all the time. Yeah. They, they want the cavities. junk food. And another thing, like you said, Ange, you know, once you start getting into the word, you're going to draw closer to God. And that's going to require you to be more of a living sacrifice. Nah, uh, which we spoke about last week, right? And you could see how I, we, you know, we kind of had a discussion and, you know, that gray area of, of Christians and but you know being that living sacrifice um, the reasonable um, intelligent conclusion that you should reach if you you know by faith accept the truths that were laid out from chapters 1 to 12 like that's the least conclusion you should arrive to so that's kind of what we went through last week and just um you know, the mind, the thinking of a Christian, 
um, how you should uh, think when it comes to your other fellow Christians, um, the unity, diversity, but also that uh, interconnectivity within the body. We spoke about that. Um, we spoke about differentiating the the ways and the practices of the world and not um, responding with those same <clears throat> with the res responses that the world would give you, right? Which goes back to the being conformed to the world. And you know, the world, the system could be described in you know, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life, right? That could pretty much sum up how the world tries to mold somebody into the shape that uh, it wants. And the, the end of that is, is death and hell, right? Because mm. that's the road that the world wants you to go because that world system is set up by Satan. Huh. Yep. Mm. You know? And Jesus Christ came to free us from that and to give us life. So if you're in the world, if you're being conformed by the world, then you're dead. Right. If you are alive, <clears throat> you shouldn't be getting conformed by the world. You should be allowing the Holy Spirit to conform you to the image of Christ. So that's the you know, that's that's the uh that's the dance. Hmm. I still feel underdressed for a hundredth. <laughs> but I, but I, got a, I got a question to pose to you guys. I got a question. What's up? Um, do you think, since we did speak about the gifts last episode, do you think that, um, okay, we know that everybody received the gift, gifts, right? Everybody has a gift. Now, do you think that people could have more than one gift? Yeah. And how many gifts do you think there are? Um, for the first part, yes. That you can have more multiple gifts. Yeah. Why, Why not? not? And 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 I'm speaking from like what he mentioned here in Rome when he says like you know the gifts of prophecy. He says the gift of exhortation, giving, leading, mercy, right, and serving, and mm -hmm. teaching. So he mentioned seven. Seven gifts here. Prophet, mercy, serving, teaching, exhortation, giving, and leadership. Mm -hmm. So you think you can have multiple of those? I Yes, I do. Why not? Okay. I believe that you could, have, you could be strong in one, stronger okay. in one than the other. I also believe that um, the Holy Spirit can use you however he wants for... A particular situation mm -hmm. um and yeah when it comes to things like that i don't put any limits okay. to it like saying it has to be one or it has to be this i don't know but i would say no i don't think it's one i think you could start off with one and it switches over i could be talking heresy but who knows <laughs> no i believe that too and i believe sometimes you, you'll develop you'll get one late yeah. Okay. Like in the beginning, you might have the let's say you might have the gift of teaching early, and then later, you know, the Lord will give you the gift of mercy. Yeah. And you just you know you have that. I think it's the walk and it's the growth, and I think the Lord He gives out mm -hmm. according to the need. 
Okay, now the reason I say that because I'm I'm reading in First Peter's four, it mentions in four ten it says, as each one has received a gift, minister it one to another as good stewards. Received a gift mm-hmm. in Peter. That's how I was just wondering, like, is it is it a possibility? Because I'm thinking well, that, like, for example, we should all be able to operate in gift of mercy, like yo, being empathetic. We should all be able to operate in serving one another. But I don't think everybody has that gift. That's what I'm saying. I think of, there's a person like God gives you one gift and you could like, I, and you know how they always use it in Corinthians 7, like, you know, like speaking in tongues, interpretation. Like, I don't think those are gifts. I think those are the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Wait, like a per, huh? speaking in tongues? Like speaking in tongues or gift of interpretation. You know, they talk about the gift of healing, miracles. Like in, in Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about those things. So I think those are manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And I think that's, and I don't consider them gift because it uses a different word there. Mm. Like so, over here, it uses charisma. So say the gifts again, the seven gifts. So the, the, seven, the seven gifts um, I have here is, you know, prophet, mercy, serving, teaching, exhortation, giving, and leadership. So shouldn't, as a Christian, shouldn't we have all of those? Yes. I think we should be able to operate in these things, but it may not be a gift. It might be I'll your gift. strong, it might not be your thing. Right. Yes. But you should, everybody should have mercy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Everybody yeah. should be able to we teach. teach. Like yeah, everyone said, should be able to like share the gospel. You should be able to share the gospel and go right. through the word. Yeah. Um, if it's called for, you should be a leader in whatever situation at whatever time. So... I'm, I guess I'm saying it like, yo, this might be your strong muscle or this yeah. might be your, like your gift. Like this yeah. is your thing. Everybody has, everybody can operate in all of them, but one of them okay. is like your thing. Right. Like what the Lord kind of puts you in the body, wherever you are in that situation. Right. And this is how you should operate. When I hear that verse, the one you read uh, in Peter, it makes me <laughs> see that. God wants everybody to know that everybody has a gift. Yeah, everyone, yes, agree. He doesn't want to leave people out. You know, yeah. somebody may think, I don't have any gifts. No, no, no. God's given everyone a gift. Yeah. That I, I still think that people can have multiple. Okay. Because it doesn't say you can't, you know what I mean? Right. And God, he gives liberally to his children, you know what right. I mean? So why wouldn't he? And you can see these multiple gifts operating in, in, in many people, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? You see brothers and sisters out there who have multiple gifts. So I just don't see it, God as being stingy, but I think God put that in there to let everybody know that you you all have a gift. Like no one is useless in the body of Christ. Yeah? Mm. But I do, th- I feel like I read where speaking in tongues is a gift, right? That you have to, that doesn't Paul tell us to pray for it if we don't have it, that we yeah. should all desire the gifts? Yeah, but the, the thing is like, for example, in here, um, in in Romans, when he uses this, it uses ca- charisma, the the Greek word, and in the and in Corinthians, it uses I think um, it's uh, pneumatica, and and there's another word for gift is also I think do domima something like that. Where so 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 the pneumatica is more so the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. So I think it's more so like this is like to show some of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Um, revealing that he's in you, he's indwelling you. So, but then, 
then that would mean that every Christian would speak in in tongues. And no, that doesn't happen. No, well, no, that, no, because like for example, when you read in, in Corinthians twelve, it mentions about you know the gift of knowledge, word of knowledge, word of wisdom. So there's a lot of people like one of the, you know where one of the manifestations like yo they may give someone a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge, and that shows the Holy Spirit indwelling in them. Not everybody is going to receive you know some person another person may hey you know speaking in tongues and then that's the manifestation that the holy spirit indwelled in so everyone may have received a manifestation and um that hey i am a child of god you know because i had a word of wisdom or i've given a word of knowledge or i've spoken in tongues or i've interpreted um tongues or i've you know someone received healing i prayed for them and they got healed you know or a miracle happened i prayed for a miracle and a miracle happened so I think that's a manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit to show you that you are his. But I don't think it's a gift in terms of like, oh, this is my gift, you know, uh -huh. but it's to show that you're his, you know, that this happens this is a manifestation of it. And and these, I think that Romans 12 is like, this is the gift. This is the, the gift that the Lord wants you to operate it. And then Ephesians, we talk about, you know, I've given those to be evangelists and right, prophets. Right, right. But I think that one's like, yo, these are. Um, this is God's gift to the church, to, to humanity that we, I'm giving you prophets and teachers to, you know, pastors and teachers to teach you, you know, I'm giving you evangelists to share the gospel. So I'm, so, um, as this is God's gift to the world or to the church to operate and not, okay. You, you, so that's how I'm kind of like, I guess I'm trying to label things and I guess that's probably wrong. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably I, heresy. It's all heresy, right? Because yeah, I like putting things in shelves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In it's my probably, brain, it's probably heresy, though. <laughs> Don't worry about it. But those gifts are outward, right? You're supposed to exercise them to bless others. Yes. Um, to uh, exercise them uh, selflessly, right? And we we spoke about that last week. Um, so now uh, let's get into chapter thirteen. All right. Just read, bro. Or what are you doing here? Um, you need to do one to eight. All right. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do, do you want... What? Let's stop right there. Well, let me finish verse 3. Huh? Oh, no. Yeah, finish oh, yeah, verse 3. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from mm. the same. Mm. Interesting. What's interesting so, um, now, Paul is getting into the relationship between the believer and government, right? Right. He went from relationship between you and God uh -huh. to the relationship you should have with other believers. Mm -hmm. Now it's the relationship with the people on the outside. And first thing he starts with is, it's like, again, he starts with authority, you know, because mm -hmm. that's how he started it. With the relationship between you and God, it's an authority mm -hmm. thing. And then... Yeah. It, nice. And then that same relationship, it'll flow out to other Christians. So he's like, okay, so now when you're dealing with the outside, let's start from the top. I like that. 
That's how you got to, that's how, and that's how it's going to flow down again. But you got to start from the top. How do you feel about authority? And he tells you, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. Every soul. So every society has some type of order or established authority. So he's basically saying, you got to submit. Now, that's not to say that the Lord approves of what that government does, right? Because now we go back to Genesis when he established it, right? In Genesis 9, where the Lord actually gave man the authority to judge certain actions, right? Yeah. To set, set up some type of order. Capital so, punishment. That was yeah. the first form of capital mm -hmm. punishment. So that's, that's the government. Right. So now in order for a society, listen, if you don't have a government, if you don't have authority, if people are not following authority, then you have anarchy. You got chaos. Right. So that I, that's the idea. Mm -hmm. So that's not to say the type of government the Lord approves of. Right. Because then you could go into the scriptures into what a person that's in power is supposed to do. Mm hmm. You know what I'm saying? How are you supposed to rule? How are you supposed to judge? You know, government is made up of people. And people just do messed up stuff because people are messed up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's not to say that the Lord approves of everything every government does. And I don't think that's the idea. You know, like Mike said, the idea is authority. Like, how do you view authority? And how do you, how are you supposed to relate to authority as a Christian? Mm hmm you know what I'm saying? And fortunately, we live in a country that has uh, these freedoms, right? These rights and these policies. And it has, um, uh, what am I talking about? What it? it has systems to protect these uh, freedoms right. and these liberties. Right. And you have, you know, a system to enforce. Oh, this law is being broken? Well, you shouldn't break it because now there's consequences that he brought up in there. But yep. what are y'all thoughts? No, I 100% agree. And I like it when he says that um, there is no authority. He says, let every soul be subject to governing authorities for there is no authority except from God. So every single authority is established by God. Like we see it in Daniel's when he says that, you know, he, he establishes authority. He established these kingdoms. And when he specifically gave Daniel like, okay, this is this kingdom, Babylon. And then after Babylon, we're going to have the, the, the Persians. They're going to come and take over. After the Persians and the Medes, there's going to be the Greeks. And then the Greek, after the Greeks, it's going to be the Romans. And he, he shows you the different governing power. And it's because he's in control. Mm -hmm. you know. And we all know um, Nebuchadnezzar was a wicked king. But Daniel was submitted to this wicked king. Mm -hmm. When Darius came on the scene, he was also a wicked king. But Daniel submitted to him, except when they told him to go against God. Right. But he respected them. Uh -huh. So this is the whole thing is that you always see that God, I mean, Daniel understood that, yo, God established him. So in order for me to be obedient to God, I must be obedient to the establishment that he set up. Right. And this is where you always see the Jews always had issues. And I think that's why he brought it up. Like, you remember when Jesus, when Jesus said, you know, um, whom the son set free shall be free indeed. And the, the, the Jews, blasphemy, what are you talking about? We were never in slaves. They already threw their hands up. What are you talking about? We were never slaves. And they're like, yo, dude, you were enslaved by the Assyrians, 
by the Babylonians, by the Egyptians, is because the the way the Jews thought, because they were taking their thinking from Deuteronomy when he says that when God said, when you appoint a ruler over you, it has to be one of your brethren, right? A Jew. Mm -hmm. And you're not supposed to put a stranger, a Gentile. So they never recognized them as authority and they straight ignored it. So even though they walk around, the Romans were in control, straight ignored them. Like, I don't care about you. Mm -hmm. You know, so they never submitted to authority when God established them. So that's how come they could tell Jesus, yo, we're never in captivity. Because they never saw the rule of God mm. through the authority that he established. So that was another level of their disobedience. So, and I think that's, you know. So let me ask you, do you, do you think, like you said, all right, the law, I mean, God put Nebuchadnezzar in power. Yeah. And Nebuchadnezzar was evil. Yeah. And God was able to use him. We could even go back to Pharaoh in Egypt. He yeah. Children of Israel in bondage for 400 years. Again, you know, is it that God established the system of government? Yes. That man is able to, listen, I'm going to give you guys this. Yes. And you're supposed to do it the right way. That was it. Or do you look at each individual, you know, authority or, or government system that comes up like the Lord said, it's a, it's a, it's a loaded, kind of weird question. I mean, but. it says here that they're appointed by God, right? So it doesn't to me that makes it sound as if, because remember, every everything from day one is a, a salvation plan, right? So God's moving around pieces. So by this verse, verse one, it says that God appoints. Those yeah, I, I agree. Because like yeah. he he called he was like um what he said he said um he called Cyrus his servant. Yeah, you know like. Because basically, like he's gonna, he's gonna do something that I need him to do. Right. So it's I, I definitely see that where the Lord he uses it, you know, he uses it. Same thing with Pharaoh, where he uh, where he told Pharaoh, he said, "This is the reason I raised you up, you know, to bring you down and to glorify myself." Like he was like, "I did that. I allowed that to happen." So <laughs> I yeah. see that you know the Lord he does. You know, uh, um, appoint that authority. He does allow, like you were saying, you know, the Persian and the Medes to come in, and the right. Babylonians. Like, okay, I'm gonna judge you. It's the same thing he did with yes. with Israel. Yeah. You remember when he was like, "Yo, you know, when their sins reach up, I'm gonna have you come in, and you're gonna take over them." So, right. you know, the Lord, he's he's you know, he is the King of Kings. He's above it all, and he allows what to happen, and he he's moving all the pieces. And and I hundred percent agree because he uses them. In order to to bring his judgment, right? Right. Because he he used government to establish order. Like, okay, they're there to keep order. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> right. I mean, because because and you know, and Thank I heard God, it was me. it was it was MacArthur that I, I was watching an interview with him. He was Ben Shapiro. That I was interviewing MacArthur, and MacArthur he made a, a phenomenal statement. He was like the way God set it up. He said the first thing he incorporates is like, uh, it's your conscience. Like, how do you deal with him? Right? Or or was it, he might have been different. Or he said, he, he first he incorporates family. Right? Mm. You have mother and father. They're supposed to raise a child and you're supposed to teach them right and wrong. Right? So that's one level of protection. Right? Then he gives you your conscience where like, if you feel that you're, you're you know, you did something wrong, that your conscience is supposed to like, like either convict you or reward you right and you're like oh man i shouldn't have done that so that's the second level of protection to prevent 
you know, madness and your harm, right? Mm -hmm. Then he says the third thing he sets in place is government, right? To also a level of protection. And he says that as you notice through society, all these things have been broken down. Family's been broken down. Your conscience has been seared and burned. And then they try to, you know, tear down government. So now you're taking all the levels of protection that God put to protect us. He's like, all of this is to protect us. Mm -hmm. So if as a Christian individual or let's say a body, um, if they're going against authority, right? Would that mean they're pretty much going against what the word of God says, right? And not yeah. that not that you're defying authority in the sense of Daniel when they're telling you to go bow down yeah. to an idol. We understand that. That's clear in the scriptures. But now when you get into these political and social issues and you feel that, you know, you need to take action. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to. What do you trying mean? to ask the question yeah. like wh where do we draw the line now no, where do we draw the line it's um i think the perfect example is who is it peter and paul you know when they told them not to preach the gospel was it peter and paul? Oh, peter and john it was peter a, and john. yeah it was the yeah. disciples and acts yeah yeah no no yeah, but yeah. not not we are, we we put the word of god above government yeah, yeah so, so we're not talking i'm not using that those that, examples right? but i think so that's the only time disobedience I think yeah, that's, so that's right. Yeah, I think it's when it goes against, you know, God. Right. That's when. So no that's other that, time. No other. Yeah. Any do other we time. We have the no. option of no going against the government. No. So what about the whole, the whole vaccine thing? Let's just talk about it, so that we could get banned. <laughs> 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 so no, we no, could no, get the. I think it's over. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> call, call it. Call it the. Flaccination. Call it the poke. Say the poke. The poke. The poke. The poke. Pokey pokey. I mean, but again, it's what? it's like so. Look, look, look what it says. It says, um, "Do what is good, and you will have praise." Right. I, I don't know if the vax is a good example. No, I'm. I'll, I'll, I'll break it down. It says, "But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister, avenger to execute wrath upon who practice evil." Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. So, like what Ralph was saying, I think your conscience also plays a part in it. You understand what I'm saying? So, the authority authority is set up there, you know, just for, uh, uh, you know, to establish order, but also, you know, you have your conscience and you report to God. So now, if you if the spirit is telling you something like directly, is the same thing like how we was talking about last episode, like how the, the the direct will of God, that perfect will of God. You know, if the spirit is telling you something to do, he might tell you to do something that he ain't telling me to do. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. now, if you feel like yo, on your conscience' sake, like yo, this is the Holy Spirit telling me not to do something or to do something, and I think mm -hmm. that's where you can draw a line where you can go against government and I, i'm asking the question wrong um like for example with did you understand what i meant i mean i get yeah. it you understand, yeah, you understand yeah, what i'm saying like it, and it might be different so that's why i say the poke is is something because 
the spirit might tell you, might not have told you not to take the poke. No, no, but you're not going against. You could not take it. There's con- there was just consequences. Deal with it. But I'm talking about going against. So we, we're talking about an up, up, rising, or up here. Oh, you're talking like government. a revolution and, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So now I'm, I'm talking about like, uh, uh, okay, coming together and trying to usurp the government, trying to do something. Like BLM. Okay, let's say, right. Like a BLM movement. BLM or Nat Turner's Revolt. Defund the police. Like Nat Turner's Revolt, right, in slavery. Defund the police. Let's bring it it to modern time. Yeah, defund Defund the police. police. Right. Like the police is a a, a system Mm -hmm. set up by the government. Authority, right. Should we be promoting that? Should we be... So that's a better way of asking that question. Because I'm like, in the situation with the the facts, all right, don't. Like, they're not going to throw you... And it's not a system. I mean, but it, it will right. get it. It will like, it but what if it got the there, right? Where if you don't okay. take this, then you do get locked up. Like right. even so that's, like losing that's, your job because yeah. it's authority. Yeah, that, that's that's authority. authority. You're, you're dealing losing, with authority there. Your so you can't eat because you don't have a vaccine. Right, and your boss is coming up to you like, "Yo, fam, it's either you take this or you don't take this." But you have a choice. Right, I've definitely. You always have. So a choice. I'm looking at a, a system, right? Government that's set up, an order that's set up. Now you want to dismantle that order. So I think a perfect example is defund the police. Okay, yeah, I, see I think that's yeah. so. Now, as Christians, that's not something we should be promoting or advocating. Absolutely no, not. Definitely, because now you look because it's a system of authority, and like we just read, that authority was put in place to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. So now, why are you talking about? I think that's a better see, example. I'm, yeah. I'm, no, I think this is a better example. What about <laughs> against against um, leaders who want to kill babies? And trying to get them out of... Because that's against God's will to kill babies. Defunding the police is just stupid people thinking that they would do better without protection. Well, well, okay. To me... What do you mean revolting? I mean, try, you trying to get them out of leadership. Well, no. Not, again, that's no. an option. Yeah, no, that's I'm not vote. talking about voting. I'm talking the same way you're talking about rising up. What if Christians rose up, gun in hand, to get no, rid of the yeah, government but... who wants to kill babies? No, but... Does that happen? No, but what if it did? I'm I'm trying to bring up a something that's happening that's right now that people can participate. Right. In. I understand no, what you're I'm saying because if you're... you have a leader that yeah. you don't agree with, when that election cycle comes, vote mm-hmm. him out. Right. But that's so I'm, 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 that's not civil. That's not disobedience. That's not civil disobedience, right? That's just vote, you, no. That's you, you, you exercising. Right you exercise. But what I'm saying is, he's, no, he's clearly going against God and what God desires. By advocating for killing yeah, babies. so that would be wrong. So be is wrong. it wrong for Christians to unite and revolt against that, is what I'm asking. Because yeah. that, to me, I, I, Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's a going... there's a, a way to do it. Right. It's, it's, uh, it's not according okay. to the system. There's a system that allows you to do it peaceably. Like, we're, now we'll go back to what right. he was saying mm-hmm. in, in 12. Right. You know? We, we right. can do it peaceably. Like, that's right. why we march. march. That's why we protest. protest. That's why right. we vote. Oh, we can do it peaceably, okay, but okay. if it gets to the point like, you know, let's say we use the Maccabees, you know, where it was it was crazy and they had to revolt at the time against whatever government was there, then that's something different. But if you can do it peaceably, bruh, that's why America, we love America because though we can we can we can deal with these situations when it comes to well, government. You're supposed peaceably. to deal with these situations peaceably. I mean, you, that's how you're supposed to do it. Oh, like yeah, even yeah, within, yeah. even within, 
uh, uh, liberties and rights. Like you have the right to assembly, you have the right to march, but it has to be peaceful. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's how you should handle these things because you're still doing it within the framework of what's been established by the government. So you're not going against the government. So the reason I brought it up is like an example like defund the police. That's something that's active right right now that people are pushing out there where you're attacking something that's established and... That's and why I one of the questions is like, would if a person, right. if you read this, is that something you should participate in, or is that something you should be leaning towards? Because to me, that sounds like you're trying to go against the authority, and why you want to, yo, the police is here to protect us to keep us safe. That's what I'm you saying. Know, these so who's gonna protect us? You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's why I, I kind of clumsily. No, no, no. I, but I get what you're saying, and why I agree with you because God also established that system. Right. You understand what I'm saying? He's established the system. It's not even about the people. Right. It's not about your beef with the cops and there's crooked cops. Yeah, there's crooked cops, but the system of police is good. Right. <laughs> so for yeah. you to want to destroy that, that is anti. You understand what I'm saying? That's authority. when you're right. That's anti-authority. Anti-Christ. It's not, right. It's, right. God. It's, yep. not, it's, not about the poli- it's not about the police system. You understand what I'm saying? You, you have beef with there's crooked cops. You know, there's bad cops, there's, there's cops, there's bad apples. All right, cool. But it's the like system 2%. as a whole, you want to destroy the whole right. system and that's what. And it's the same thing as with the government. Oh, you want to get rid of the, you want to do, you want to change the um, the judiciary system. You want to change the Senate. You want to, now you're getting into authority and you want to eliminate that. And that's the underlining thing. And that's why he starts off, be subject to it. Right. That's how. That's your attitude should be towards authority. It's subjection. Yeah, and, and it's and it's extremely important um, when you when you mention that because and that that's one of the reasons why Christ came the time he came under the Roman rulership because the Romans were that one empire that came and established um, like this policing type system, mm. right? Like for example, when you look at like the NYPD, they there's like over thirty thousand police. That's like the army of a small country, you know, of a small. So, so the thing is that Christ came specifically during that era when Rome was in power because they established the 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 army. It's like a police force to protect the citizens, so that yo now the work ago now they could travel safely because roads were set up and um mm. and now and now the disciples could actually travel without getting killed by marauders, wow. you know, on the street. You know, there was a level of protection right. so they could go throughout the world to share the gospel. So that was very, that was very critical why he came at that point as well. So that's why God established police force. That's what, you know. And it's, it's interesting how people are, could be easily manipulated to go against a whole system. Mm-hmm. And not realizing like, yo, within the system, you're going to have bad Right, you gotta have bad people within the system because the system is made up of people, but in their minds, the way they process it is, is get rid of the whole system. I'm like, dude, what sense does that make? Because now you're bringing in chaos and anarchy. Mm-hmm. So now, when you really think about it, you could see where that's coming from. You could see the source of it. But he you know he saying? he airs them out. You know what I'm saying? He says it straight up. He says, uh, therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. Right, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, when you 
cop pull you over and you just resisting the resist, though judgment is going to be brought on yourselves. And then he goes, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but mm. to evil. Mm. You know? So if you get stopped and you doing what you're supposed to do, you 10 and 2, you cooperating, nine out of 10 times, you're going to leave with a ticket and leave with your life. Right. You know? But if you are doing evil... You got an unregistered gun in the car. You got crack cocaine in the trunk. Right. It, the terror is going to come down on you. And then it says, do you want to be afraid of authority? Like, you know, now he asked the question, do you want to be afraid of authority? Do what is good. And you will have praise from the same. You talk, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're not going to be afraid when authority comes. Right. When I get pulled over by a cop, I'm not afraid because I ain't, yo, dog. You're I'm supposed to be afraid. Your skin is black. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a black man. And they're going to gun me down. <laughs> right? But it says, for he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid. That's as, why you're scared you, in the car. As you should. As right. you should. You know, he says, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Look how many times evil is said. It said in verse 3, it said in verse 4, and it's it said in verse 4 twice. Your dog is right. evil. You understand what I'm saying? And that's the attitude. If your attitude is you're doing evil and you're about evil, dog, you're going to be afraid when authority comes around. So would you also say that people that want to usher in anarchy and chaos are Doing it for evil intent or are themselves evil? Yeah. I was going to say something. Yo, dog, oh. you set me up. How you set me up? <laughs> you know, we're going to get canceled if I. <laughs> you said you try to set me up. No, I'm asking. You try to set me up. Yo, how you trying to set your man up? You trying to set me up. No, I totally. Or no, I totally. It's coming from it. an evil place. It's coming from the source. Right. Evil. The source of it is is evil. Yep. Right. Because no, it's anti God. Because it's going against what God says. Listen, you might right. not like it. You know why you might not like it? Because maybe you're not born again. Maybe you don't have the Holy Spirit. But Paul is talking to believers and be like, "Yo, dog, this is this is how you should be." Right. It, it's temporary, right? Because we know that the king of kings is coming. Mm -hmm. Right. And the ultimate government system that is 100% just, 100% right is coming. We know that's coming. But in the meantime, while we're here, this is how you should behave. Mm -hmm. Right. And Jesus was a yeah. great example, right? Standing exactly. before leadership. And it's interesting here where Paul is, is talking, Nero, right? who was probably yes. one of the most Worst. evil yeah. mm -hmm. leaders in the history of mankind. And this is when this was written. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is because uh, as well, is that your, your belief is going to dictate your behavior, right? Doctrine is going to dictate your duty, right? right? How, what you actually believe is going to display on your be in your behavior. So, and, and that is the problem. And that's when God said, you know, that's why he was writing, yo, um, be submissive unto authority. Because although we know the kingdom of God is invisible, but it is visible through our actions. Mm -hmm. So the visibility of the kingdom of God is through us. So now if you have a born again Christian believer, like fighting against authority, you know, going against the police, talking about defund the police, 
um, you know, arguing with cops. Like, are you a believer? You're not displaying God's character. Right. <laughs> you know, you're misrepresenting. You know, you have a sticker, you know, Jesus, I love Jesus, and here you argue with the cops. Right. Is that the character of, of your Lord and Savior? You know what I'm saying? So you're a bad representation of who God is and his character. Right. And what I love is you'll be how 12 is beautiful. He says, vengeance is mine, dog. Mm. I will repay, says the Lord. Right? Mm. If you, This is how you act towards your enemy. So let's say it is a hostile situation where you might even feel away. And it might, let's say it might be a couple of bad apples. Dog, at the end of the day, if you're a believer, dog, he's like, vengeance is mine. Be, leave mm. that up to me. Right. When it comes to you, this is how you interact with everyone else. You understand what I'm saying? And I love the way he says it in 12. He's like, but if if there's if if there is some evil or ill will done towards you, dog, vengeance is mine, B. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'll I'll get that back. But as far as you, dog, subject yourself, deal with it properly. And this is the this is how you should interact and this is the relationship you should have with authority and govern and government. And, and you see, quick, I mean, you've seen when you dismantled that type of thing. You remember Chaz? What was going on in Chaz? When they, it was in Seattle, when they was like, yo, we, we're just going to live free this summer. Is Chaz still here? No. Nah, no, nah, but it was like, it, it, it was like, oh, free love. We're just going to love everybody. And then what ended up happening? Somebody ended up dying in there. They would not let the ambulance in there. Um, women were getting raped. Like all sorts of robberies, like it turned to total anarchy. That's a picture of when you don't have government in place because people don't understand human nature. Human Yo, nature man, people is, is falling in People is safe, B. That's why they want to defund B because it's still being restrained. There's still a restrainer. But let you you wake up tomorrow and it's the purge. <laughs> You're no, gonna no, no, be dying for again, police to be outside. What do you think they're gonna want? So again, I, you said, I, what do you I think they're gonna want? Like those, when you say people, you're talking about the world. It's it's always gonna go in that direction. Mm -hmm. It's always gonna go towards the direction of anarchy, towards chaos. Mm. That's just the direction that darkness is going to go. Right. So that's why I always separate it and focus on our actions and mm -hmm. what we're supposed to represent. Because mm. yeah, you want the chaz. Because you don't want authority. Yeah. That's what the world, the world will always rebel and fight against. And look at other countries. America, we holding on, <laughs> holding on to, to this order that, right. you know what I'm saying? If you follow the news, yo, it's, it's being attacked. It's trying to get destroyed. Because right. that's the direction of the world. Mm -hmm. So when I'm reading this, it's like our direction. I don't expect the world to get any yeah. better without Jesus Christ. No, no, I agree with you. you yeah. And that's why, like, yeah. again, it's, again, it's, um, it goes back to the conforming and the transform. Yeah. Because that pressure comes from the outside. You understand what I'm saying? Right. You know deep down inside. Listen, you submit to a Lord. So you understand authority. If G, like you said, if you're a believer and Jesus is your Lord, you submit to authority. So it's not a, it's not a problem with authority. But as far as your relationship, like you said, with the government, of course you're not supposed to roll towards anarchy and darkness and whatever. And I think the only reason you would even succumb to that is pressure. 
It's pressure from the people around you, pressure from family and friends, media. You seeing it all day. They putting it in front of you. People getting shot, people getting dropped, and now you feel compelled. You feel you get mm-hmm. emotions rise up. You know why? Because the person that's getting shot looks like you. You know, comes from your community. So, dog, you gotta understand, and that's what they do. They play on that. Of course, they play on that. That's why they'll constantly uh, uh, show you the video. Video. They constantly have the video on. Repeat during the election, but as soon as the election is over, you don't see no... What happened? They stopped getting shot? Mm. I'm just asking a question. Let's let's finish reading this section. (laughs) Hey, man. It is what it is. Uh, Verse... You could go verse four to what? To six? Four to six? I thought you read all that. Nah. All right. I'll read. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render therefore to all their due. Taxes to whom taxes are due, Customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Mm. Pay your taxes, taxes, people. That's it. Let's pay your taxes. You'll be even Jesus told you to pay your taxes. Jesus was like, you'll be who faces on the coin. Give to Caesar or to Mm. Caesar's. Pay your taxes, dog. Yeah, no, that's, that's, (laughs) you know, and people don't even realize the value of, Taxes, like, because it's not the government's not taking the money and throwing it in a pile of burning fuel. Some some uh, members of government, no, they just take it in <laughs> their pocket, put it in their pocket. On. I mean, there is, there but is always abuse. There is abuse, but for the for by and large, I mean, you look at not only we have the police force, they have to get paid. They're yeah. working shift upon shift, yeah, yeah, twenty four seven service. You got the fire department, you know, twenty four seven. They taking care of fires. You know, you got the FBI, the CIA. You know, you got um, all these, yo, you have the military, you know, in different branches of army, navy, marines, coast guard. You got all these people and they're what? And they're protecting us from the foreign attack, from outsiders, right? The so police force protecting the from real domestic. Problem? What? What's the real problem why you wouldn't want to pay tax? It's the people. <laughs> they abuse it and they steal it. No, I'm talking about personally. When somebody you don't want to pay taxes, what's what's the issue? What pride are you of, revealing? Your, your heart, pride of life, or lust of the yeah, eyes, yeah, lust yeah, of the yeah, flesh. Yeah, yeah, you're a thief. Yeah, you're, you're a thief. thief. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. So, <laughs> like right. I said, it's the people. It's not the, the establishment. Right. It's yeah. the people. And right. I'm like, right. This, all right, going back to the government, it's established. This, if you're a citizen of this land or wherever you're at, this is what you're supposed to do. If you're going by what Paul is saying, being submissive to that authority, then you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Listen, and there's also ways that you could legally um, shelter or as long as it's legal, right? then dog, it's legal. You're not right. going against the government. Right. But I'm like, to me, if you have a problem paying the taxes, it's just revealing your heart that yeah. you want to keep the money for yourself. So no, you're definitely. stealing... From the government, because you're a thief. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah no, I, I mean, don't I don't know agree. about stealing your, your own money, but... 
that <laughs> you work for it. So not wanting to give it. But you're it, supposed to pay it. Oh, yeah, but, and you're paying it. But just because you want to keep your own money, I, that doesn't mean... No, but it's thief. not yours because you have to pay taxes. No, it's your money. You get paid $20 an hour. Uh-huh. You work say, a certain amount of hours yeah. and you get that money. They take part of that in taxes. But why right? do they take it? I mean, it's just the way the government runs. I get it, but it's not... If, by you not wanting to give them that money, you're calling yourself a thief? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, if you don't give it, <laughs> that's a different story, I guess. But but you not you're, wanting to give it, that's it's, revealing. It's the same thing. Like so, let's say with tides, you as soon as you get paid, you're supposed to give ten percent. If you don't, if, mean, if, listen, if you don't want to give it, what does it? Listen, the Lord, listen, the Lord don't need your money, but you not wanting to pay tides, what does it show? I mean that, that dog. It shows your heart. B. That's between right. you and God, not you and the government. No, I, you know no I'm but I'm just showing. It's showing you the relationship as far as where you, as, you, as far way, as when you're dealing with bro, money. But the way you, the way you guys were breaking it down, mm-hmm. it's like with the police, the arm. They they send billions of dollars to other countries. Why our military? Are homeless in the no, streets? And I understand that. Yeah, you yes. know what I'm They're no, not taking. If, if no, they yeah. right, but that's the, the people to take to care for. The, us, it'd be different, but a lot of them are, are crooked. So no, no, we're not. Yeah, we're, we're not, not talking about exploring that. that. There's a lot saying. of things that are wrong. That's why a lot yeah. of people don't want to give it. But you're calling them thieves. It's the same thing you know, with tides. Not, not. I'm not even bringing. I'm not even bringing tides. I don't think tides is. The same I'm thing. saying if you're supposed to submit to the to the authority, and the authority says that you're supposed to do this, and yeah. you say I don't want to do this, or you don't do it. Then what is that? Aren't you going against this section right here? So isn't that what I'm saying? Say what is that revealing? Hmm. It's revealing yeah. that you're not submitting yourself to the authority and you're not submitting yourself to the word of God. That's why I say, all right, why do you want to keep it? Because y'all not supposed to have it. But we that's that's the mm-hmm. what the authority says. And, and the and the next the next level also is that okay, the God's they are also responsible to God, the government. Yeah. So that means that I'm supposed to trust that I'm gonna give my money because they're supposed to do their job in taking care of the roads and doing all the services to protect the community and to protect the nation, right? If they don't do it, now I have to trust God that God is gonna hold them accountable. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, so I can't fight and rebel against the government because now I'm at fault. You know what I'm saying? And God will judge me for that yeah. no, at the beam of seat. Right. So I have to trust that you know what, God, I'm gonna give my taxes with faith. That's it. And that's you know, why I let God deal with. And that's why I said the same thing with tithes, because that's the same. That's the same uh, uh, reserve Christians have when it comes to tithing. Oh, I'm gonna give my tithes. The pastor's gonna come through with the Cadillac. He's gonna do this. He's gonna do that. But dog, that's that. That don't have nothing to do with you. You understand what I'm saying? Like right. at the end of the day, when you're giving to God, you're giving to Him. So it's the same way as when you're giving to the government. You're doing it because you're being obedient to God. Y'all want to sit there and take the money and send it across seas and and mismanage it? Like you said, that's you between you and God. But it goes back to, again, 12. Same thing like how Marcus started just pushing with 12, dog. It's about you'll be focused on you, what you got to do. You'll make yourself a willing sacrifice. You sacrifice that because that's between you and, you know what I'm saying? Being obedient to God. Whatever else everybody else do, that's on them. Let's go. And Taz is OT, man. We might have to have a discussion about that. <laughs> Taz is OT? What do you mean? Old Testament, man. 
right, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's why I was like, that's not really... If it was a commandment, I see it. Whatever. I tie. I think everyone should. But you can't really fight with the one that says it's not. You know what I mean? You should be tied. New New Testament is is more. You know, you should be tied. Think about it. Yep. It's all reasonable service. Living sacrifice. And what what I'm saying, I'm not saying that you shouldn't give. I'm saying the... Right. No, I get the what you're tithe saying. Institution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole, the whole, yeah, the uh, whole temple. Yeah, no, nah, I get it. I get temple, it. Temple, da, 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 da. But I think, I think even with the tides, it's always been like that. I think Cain and Abel was the perfect example. It's yeah. always been like that. But I think he dumbed it down because the people was acting simple. So it had to be law. But it, yeah, right. Right. But the principle is, dog, give and love. Yeah. Give liberally. Because. Give you know out of your heart. That's that's the principle. Right. But then it became a law because y'all yeah, and because you because when you see tithing, it started with Abraham. Right. That was way before, before the law. Yeah. You understand know what I'm saying? So, so, all right, let's go. It's just the ten percent part. That's you know. Yeah, I know. I, right. I get what you're saying. Ten percent um, is your reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> that's reasonable. Verse eight says, Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not harm to a neighbor. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. How to deal with your neighbor. Uh-huh. Now, and this neighbor could be unsaved, right? right? That's crazy. I like how this says, don't owe anything to anyone except love. You That's- owe people love. Yeah, you owe every and everybody. Uh, yeah, don't mean just Christians. It means anybody love that's that's crazy that's hard Mm. even when they beating you up spitting on you you owe them love so you don't owe anybody adultery you you don't owe sleeping with somebody's wife you don't owe you know premeditating and taking somebody's life Yep, stealing right you don't owe taking somebody's possession or somebody's property even coveting dog Mm. that's the one that's and that's the one that gets put in front of us all day, all day, dog. If you're online, social media. That's the one that's internal. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, just being able to sum, sum everything up. Like, if you follow this one commandment, you're fulfilling, you're fulfilling all those other ones. Yo, loving is hard, B. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm looking at these and I'm like, yo, dog, I'm a dirty sinner, dog. Uh, <laughs> and you want to finish, finish this chapter? And do this, knowing the time, and now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now, our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife 
and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Mm-hmm. Yo, this is episode 100. We're closer to salvation than we was in episode 99. <laughs> you, you, know, I yes. just, you know, I just got that scripture like last year. Mm. Reading that, where it says, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. I was like, dog, that's so plain and simple. Yeah. Like exactly what you said. Like C- Jesus Christ is closer coming back mm-hmm. today today than when I first believe. Yep. Mm. That's right. Yo, this is this is like a crazy call to arms for me, for Christians. Mm-hmm. Wake up, the time is near. Get your stuff together. There's souls that need to be saved. You know what I'm saying? Like it's saying, wake up out of sleep. Yep. There are a lot of us who are sleeping spiritually, yeah. man. And um, yeah, people are dying out there, man. We, we got to do a better job. All right. And it says, therefore, cast off the works of darkness, cast off and then put on the armor of light. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, it's active, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a putting off and a putting on. It's a casting off and a putting on. So, you know, like you were saying there, just it's active, it's work. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you can't, you know. Um, I think you had a poem, "Lazy Christian," mm. you know, and that was one of my best. That was one of my favorite poems from you, mm. yeah. Because it was just like you said, it was that smack I needed mm. to hear. Like, wake up, you know, you just chilling. Like you got a lot of downtime, you know. But it's saying it says, "Therefore, cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light." You know, let us walk properly as in walk the day. Properly. Mm. So you could walk improperly. <laughs> you could walk crooked. You, you could walk crooked. Crooked, slanted. And I think Paul is kind of break breaking down. You know, this is how you walk properly. This is how you mm. you know what I'm saying? This is the practical, you know, real life applications. He's just throwing out examples. Yeah. You know, so that you could walk properly. Yep. And, Drunkenness, and, lewdness, lust, <laughs> strife, envy. Mm. You Again. can't walk in those things. Right. If you're That's in those walk- things, you're not walking Walk- properly. Yeah, you're walking improperly. Don't fool yourself. Yeah, I, I, and I like the way he, he mentions all of them, right? And he starts off with, like, drunkenness, revelry and drunkenness. And, like, and people don't realize, like, the statistics say college, 80% of college students get drunk. 80% get drunk. Mm-hmm. 50%, 54% have regular hangovers. 39% don't know how they got home. Wow. 32% found out they had sex. Wow. So you look at these numbers, you know, and, you know, when you see the beer commercials, it doesn't tell them that how, you know, you're going to get drunk, you're going to um, get um, cirrhosis of the liver, the liver's going to die. Um, they don't tell you about the, the accident that you killed a baby, an innocent child from drunk drinking and driving. They mm-hmm. don't tell you about, you know, who... Who, who, how you got raped or molested because you were drunk and, you know, um, the dude spiked there or whatever. It doesn't tell you. The beer commercials don't tell you that. But it looks exciting. They show you partying, having fun. And this is why he says you cannot walk in that. You can't be a Christian and be drunk. You know, you're not walking properly. Right. Then he, and he extends to lewdness and lust. Like, you're, you know, the same thing. These adult commercials, they don't, they, they show you all oh, it's nice and, you know, and fancy, you know, people think it's okay to have affairs now, it's light, because, you know, even Christians, they think it's, it's okay, yeah, it's, a, it's just an affair, it's not a big deal, you know, whatever, but 
he's telling you no it's wrong you know they don't tell you about the stds and the death the hiv they don't tell you the destruction of families how children get misplaced end up in foster home because the family's upside down because of your lust and fornication and adultery and he says and then there'll be some people say well i don't get drunk and i don't fornicate that's when he throws in the last one strife and envy <laughs> it's like yo you can't you can't be envious so right. even that is walking right. improperly <laughs> you're walking crooked so yeah you might not be getting drunk you may not be out there smashing shorties or get smashed or whatever but if you're walking in envy mm. strife jealousy that is not a Christian behavior. And again, it goes back to that, like the covet is the heart. Yeah. So like you said, it might not be the outward, but your heart, the way you look at people, the way you look at situations, the way you're, like you said, you're envious, you're jealous, you have hate towards your brother, you know, you, you, you're full of hatred. Dog, it deals with that heart and it goes from, even from the outside to checking your heart. And it goes to, and it says, but put on the Lord yeah. Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. And I, and it's, it always goes back to that, like, you know, presenting yourself. Like how he started in 12, you present yourself a willing sacrifice. And the Holy Spirit is going to do that. And it's like, don't make no provision for it. So like, is that don't how you keep put it, on the Lord Jesus Christ? What? I mean, I was, is that how you put on? Because it says put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Some people may be asking, how do you do that? I say through the word of God, through prayer, through yeah. fellowship. Yeah, sure. Those three things are the foundation <coughs> of putting on the Lord right. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I think it goes back to 12, right? And two, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, which is becoming more like his son. Yeah. Okay. And no, I was going to say the the thing, I, and I think the motivation behind it is 11, where it says, and doing this, knowing the time. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the motivation. That's, that's another reason. <laughs> right. You should cut it out. Cut it out, right. Because of the time you're in. Mm -hmm. right. And he was saying that 2,000 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're way closer. To you know, but what if Jesus somebody Christ tell you, yo, like you said, they've been saying that for two thousand years, B, and Jesus still ain't come back. I might die. <laughs> I mean, that's not our job. You could go see him. Our job is just to be ready. Either yeah. way, because that's what I hear. Yeah, yeah, they've been saying that for two thousand years. They've been saying that since two thousand years ago, and then the scripture tell you is nearer now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because the scriptures is real. Prophecy is true. He came the first time. And there's more prophecies of his second coming than his first coming. So that's why we know he's coming. So even if they say they've been saying that, yeah, they've been saying, but it's true. He is coming. You know, so they... And who, who's saying that? <laughs> the world? Yeah. That's what you're supposed to say. <laughs> you don't want him. You better... Yo, dog, don't you know start, you don't want him to man. come. <laughs> don't start, babe. Because if he comes, you're going to hell. Yeah, you're not ready. Right. Of course they're going to say that. You're of course they're going to deny it. Don't come. But it's also like, it says like the days of Noah. Be, people don't want the party to stop. Right. It's drinking and eating out here. Right. You know what I'm saying? You partying. Man. You partying it up. There's you festivals. There's life. 
And you don't want the party to stop. Because you know, it's like, you know, Jesus Christ is the party pooper, dog. <laughs> He's going to wreck the party. And you don't want that party to stop. So the Kazi the Jazz. Yeah. Kazi the Jazz. Mash up the flex. All right, man. Who, who wants to pray out this 100th episode? You, underdressed. Now I'm playing. I can't. I can't pray. I'm, I'm not dressed for prayer. All right. Uh, Father God, we just come before you, Lord, and we thank you. Just for um, your word, Lord, we thank you for just taking us this far, 100 episodes. Lord, we just, we started in faith. Lord, we're going to continue in faith and we're going to finish in faith, Lord. So, Lord, this is all your work. This is all you're doing, Lord. And we just ask if anybody's hearing, Lord, that they just uh, be convicted, Lord, to just pick up your word and read it. Whether they don't know you or know you, Lord, let it let them be driven. Uh, uh, driven to your word and just pick it up Lord and read and to see how good you are how you're full of grace and mercy and most importantly how much you love us so Lord we just lay it all at your feet in the name of your son Jesus Amen. 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 Amen